The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard. I am your host. I am here. It is September the 14th. You are listening to Waking Up in America. Um, gosh, I've done fire walking. I've been a torchbearer. You can tell I'm interested in in interesting things. I, I like Sidious Altius Fortius. That torchbearer's creed actually is about things being swifter, higher, and stronger. Thank God for this radio show. This is We'll be starting our 25th year next year, and it's personally, you know, Everybody has the possibility of all different kinds of characters within them from from all the things that we've been exposed to in life. And what I chose to do was, I, I don't want to say that I come from a seedy background because it was actually quite elegant, but not particularly the... My family was pretty power-hungry, especially on Granddad's side. And um, a lot of things happened in my life that, and in my younger life that really could have sent me off in the wrong direction if I had stayed with those thoughts and ideas. And instead what I did was I studied A Course in Miracles. I I, I practiced my Christianity. I hang out with people that are intelligent and of great nature. I carry Olympic torches. I take landmark seminars, and I do things to train and strengthen the very best parts of myself that I can because... I could be a lazy couch potato without even trying. I invented a process called directed breath, which I actually have used to clear um, really difficult situations from people's backgrounds so that the damage of those situations no longer affects them. I've done many things, and if I had not been fortunate enough to choose to do these things in the course of my life, (laughs) I, I remember in my teens, trying to figure out how to rob the bank, you know. And I, by the way, figured out some extremely good ways to rob the bank that have been certainly were a, well, they call it a foreshadow and screenplay. And I probably wanted to rob the bank because later on in my life, the bank spent on Muted. robbing me. Unmuted. Anyway, I've become um, a member of the Republic a few years back, and I hang out with a I don't want to use the word patriotic in the sense of a, a rise to arms of patriotism. I want to use patriotic in the sense of reclaiming that which is higher, swifter, and stronger. And I also want to reclaim right now the whole conversation about giving and about being of service because when the times are so stressful and people are struggling to pay their electric bills and shopping at the 99-cent store and all the different things that human beings do, banding together with each other to get things done. When we band together, we do get things done. And when we suffer the way we suffer, sometimes it's hard to recognize ourselves as people who are of service. And I will tell you that it is through the service that we do that actually keeps us 
attached to divinity, however you perceive that, whether you're a Buddhist or a Christian or however you perceive reaching your divinity, it's allowing yourself to be the hands of something that's greater, no matter how tough it is. If you're walking along the trail and you've got a hole in your shoe and you've taped a piece of cardboard onto the bottom of your shoe so that the dirt doesn't get in, and you're carrying a bottle of water and you see somebody that's dying next to you, you can give them some water and you don't need to have your shoes shined to do that. One of the things that I have struggled with during these times are the fact that people need so much and at the foot of Topanga Canyon Boulevard at Pacific Coast Highway, every day there is somebody waiting down there with a hat or a veteran or waving a flag or somebody because they need something and it really bothers me because I didn't know what to do. And finally what I did is I pack extra bottles of water in the car so whenever I run into somebody that that needs something, I now just give them a bottle of water and it works for me and it works for them. So we each of us grapple with these issues and sometimes you grapple with an issue because you think you don't have anything to give and trust me, you have a lot to give. And I just feel really fortunate to be here today with Ken Cousins and C.W. Wright and Dr. Rutledge and also Dr. Marvin, who's just an incredible giver. So as we... Unmuted. ...and we have our dialogue today, um, please start looking into your life to see this bottle water thing really makes you feel good because you know everybody needs water and you don't have to worry about whether you think they deserve it or not or whether you have enough money or whatever. Just carry a spare bottle of water and take care of somebody. And I wondered if you'd like to talk about Sir Jason Winter Tea and anything else you'd like to say, uh, C.W. Wright. I, you're one of the most generous people I've ever met, and I really appreciate having you as a partner here. Well, thank you, shucks. It's nothing. Thank you, oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. No, we, uh, uh, like everybody here, I'm, I'm just a humble servant. Uh, Jason Winters T has provided a great service to people throughout this great nation when he, uh, through his disease, and stumbled on a remedy through a combination of herbs that he uh, uh, put together and calls it now Jason Winters T. And over the years, it's developed uh, with some different flavors. It's got the raspberry and the cinnamon. And my favorite is the peach tea at this time of year, especially here in Southern California, when it has been really hot uh, this last week. Uh, I superly enjoy the uh, Jason Winters Tea Ice Down. Uh, and uh, I, I used to cheat and put some peach in it, but I can't do that with my uh, diabetes right now. I'm asked to stay away from the fruit for a while. But uh, uh, I, I take the ice of the tea itself and make ice cubes out of it. If you haven't done that, you should try it. It makes a beautiful glass of iced tea. And when those uh, tea, uh, the ice cubes melt down, Dr. Val, you still got tea. You don't have watered-down tea anymore. So that's that's very cool. smart. That is very, very smart. And you know you can find this in your favorite health food store, and uh, it's also online at jasonwinterstea.com. That's jasonwinterstea.com. That's a commercial, and that's a good one because we both love it. The the thing we call a commercial, but it's actually CW just being of enormous service once again, and that's EMSCO. EMSCO makes emergency kits, of which I have one in my car, and EMSCO is about being of service, and you can, you're going to find a thread that twines us all together 
and that thread is is that we're here to be of service. We may want to make income out of it or we may want to do something special with it, but the truth of the matter is we're here to be of service. And Dr. Rutledge, bless his heart, I know he has put together a movie, Three Billion and Counting, and I know you spent a lot of your own personal fortune on that. Was that rude to say I shouldn't have revealed that? I don't know. Yeah, that's no secret. Uh, well, if anybody, <laughs> anybody sees a documentary, they they find it out. <laughs> but yeah, uh, well, that's during the course of this show, five hundred kids die. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's really know, important that people get that, and that yeah, we can change yeah. that. Right, and uh, by uh, bringing that light of awareness to certain issues. Uh, that is being of service to, to to humanity or to mankind. And, you know, in my opinion, you'd look back uh, in history, and one of the greatest servants there ever was was Jesus Christ. He served the people, uh, gave up himself uh, so that they might find out who they are themselves. And in, in my life and uh, in my work, uh, I, my work is being of service. I, I forget who it was. One of my mentors at one time told me, he was a doctor and very famous, uh, one of two, and I can't remember which one it was, but he said, you know, if you always help everyone get what they need, you will always have what you need. Mm-hmm. So that is a great way to see it, to be of service, uh, no matter what it is, uh, in any kind of way just to be of service. Not that you're a servant, but when you do something, you're doing it just because you know it is of service to someone or to something. And when you know that and you live through that, you'll always be taken care of. Your supply, it, it, it follows. It follows service. It follows being of service. And so when I, when I saw the need in the world to stop this tragedy of malaria... Uh, I, uh, it wasn't a conscious choice, really. Something just made me do it. I yeah, yeah. Doing it just to be a service to make it. Well, that's and your nature, though. Muted. I mean, first of all, the unmuted. Better than lipo, and the stuff that you've done with muted is, is all about making a life that's more enjoyable for people. Yes, and that's my uh, that's that's why I was put here. Uh, I had this conversation last night. I was muted. A, a friend of mine who's a uh, Cracker Jack expert, PhD pharmacist, and I said, you know, I, I, we both were put here to benefit mankind. You through pharmaceuticals and natural agents, and me through the medical side. And, and he agreed, and we agree on that. Uh, and anyone uh, within the medical field. Uh, I would hope would feel that way. I'm sure Dr. Marvin feels that way as well because uh, all doctors, uh, if they if the ego is gone, are servants and are of service to everyone. <laughs> you made me laugh. I was just wondering. First of all, you have to know that you are two of the most egoless doctors I have ever met. <laughs> I have met. I heard Dr. Marvin laugh. <laughs> I have met many egos on the face of this planet. Even the egos do good work sometimes. I just really want to thank you for being here. And actually, I met Dr. Rutledge because his mom called up and said, I want my son on your radio program. And I said, who is he? 
And then he started telling me about DDT, and I went, no, 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 no. Everybody knows DDT is just terrible stuff. And then I found out it wasn't. And then here he came, and it's like every single person on this program cares about each other, and they also care about you. And that's what we do. And we actually, we we put up for this show ourselves, and we have for absolutely years. And one of the things that's come into my life very recently is something called ProTandem, thanks to Viv Gwen. And this is how Dr. Marvin showed up in my life like a bright star. So, (laughs) um, Dr. Marvin, maybe you could just give us a a little dialogue here. Sure. Well, you know, I had a mentor, and what he told me was, if you work... For a, make a wage, you make a living. But to make a life, you got to give. And I've held that all these years. The more you give, the better your life. And that's what I'm all about. I, Did you say the better your wife? No, the I'm better the life. You. We were talking about how great your wife was the other day, so I was joking with <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. She also is a giver. And uh, so anyhow, I believe that our life to the ultimate is what we give. This uh, is a breakthrough in cell biology called protandum. It's a scientific breakthrough that reduces cell aging in 30 days' time. That's proven, and that is FDA-approved. Not the product. It doesn't need to be FDA-approved because it's totally harmless, has no toxicity. It's all natural, and this is why I love it. I retired from clinical medicine a few years ago, not many, about three, and went into health and wellness consulting. And what I do is talk to people about how they can have a better life by feeding their body ingredients that their body desperately needs that we don't get in our food today. So that's uh, what I'm all about. And uh, what I try to do is explain that. Oxidative stress is what's killing all of us. 200 different diseases are caused by oxidative stress. And let's just say that oxidative stress occurs when you don't think you have enough money, when you lose your job, when you think your house is being foreclosed on, when you think your bank is ripping you off or whatever it is. That's oxidative stress. I just wanted to... There's four branches to oxidative stress. One's physical, we all know that. One is psychological. And one is dietary. We have dietary stress because we're not putting in our body what we need. I just talked to a lady this afternoon on the phone, and her son eats nothing but snacks that he lives on. Well, he's sick. He's 23, and he's very sick. Does that, you know, make sense? Absolutely. If you don't put into your body what your body needs and can use to protect your cells from oxidative stress, then you're in big trouble. And uh, the 200 diseases that are killing us are oxidative stress-oriented. This is a tablet. You take one tablet a day. Anybody can afford it. You have to register to get it and register with... uh, this program, and I am here as just a consultant in health and wellness and will help anybody to take it. It's no problem. You take one pill a day, period. And uh, 
I say one pill a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> I worked well, on these years. Hopefully, one pill a day will give you a, a doctor a friend because he'll he'll keep upgrading you on this. Visit yeah. our website at wakingupinamerica.com. On the right hand side of the page, you'll see thanks to our sponsors. Protandem is the top. Click on that; it will take you over to a web page that allows you to buy the product or actually to enroll in it and receive money from from other people participating in it. What I didn't realize, um, Dr. Marvin, was what an incredible income stream this can be after a fairly brief period of time because I don't know of anybody that's not suffering from oxidative stress. That's they, right. They'd have to be in a, in a morgue or something. Right. And this will also help you with your finances. It uh, And I that's my part of this whole thing is to help you get registered under this website that you're, you have here, Waking Up in America, and to instruct the people about what its applications are and how it works, the science behind it, which is very simple, very, very simple, and will instruct them how they can make an income from this. Well, I, you know, they send me emails all the time, Dr. Marvin, um, asking me, you know, well, that was good what he said, but what do you think of it personally? And what I always do is something before I get behind it is I actually sure. take it. For instance, I did Dr. Rutledge's Better Than Lipo course, and I took off 30 pounds. And I'm getting ready to do another round of it. I gained a few back with my bad behaviors, but I am way, way, way ahead of the game, so thank you for that. I take his sleepies in the evening so that I get really good sleep, and I notice that, so... When Viv got so excited about this, Dr. Marvin, I yes. actually got a bottle and started it <laughs> to see what would happen. Yes. So I'm going to tell you what's happened in three weeks, okay? Good. My arthri- Now, I know your arthritis disappeared in three days. Right. Mine didn't. Mine decreased, okay? And I've been playing racquetball in the morning. I made that decision for my 74. 74- 70th birthday that I would start playing racquetball again because I had all the signs of old age. I was falling over. I mean, the next step would have been to get a walker or something of that nature unless I took some definitive stand to sharpen myself, and I did. And thank you, Paula, for playing racquetball with me in the morning. She was astounded last week. I was running all over the court. It's the first time I've run on the racquetball court since 1980s. Okay, so I was I was actually running after balls on the racquetball court. I was hitting the balls back from different positions. You know, when you have arthritis, different yeah. positions get frozen out. Well, I had a more full range. I noticed myself focusing and being able to go from start to finish on a job. All kinds of things are happening of that nature. I'm beginning to reclaim names from the past, people who I forgot that I forgot. Remember Jan Isis the other day. I remembered Bill. I started having me- so somehow memories are coming back to me. Um, Great things of that nature. CW, are you there? I am here. You've been hearing me go through this, and what we were talking about today was that I'm I'm finding myself to be more clear, and I think that you had said that you noticed that. I did notice that you sounded much clearer today, and uh, I expect if you're taking the pro-tandem, that it's just going to continue and even get better. Well, here's what I did, which was, you, you have to be, we'll it's be a here. little dangerous what I did, Dr. Barbin, but I doubled no. up on it, okay? Yeah. And what happened when I doubled up on it? 
mm-hmm. <laughs> that sometimes my lows were lower. Yeah. Meaning I got really bummed out for 24 hours, and fortunately you had warned me about that. Yeah. Okay. So I got really bummed out, and I, I, I just kept saying, I will be through this. And I noticed that once I got through that really being bummed out, that I was actually way more effective than I had been before I bummed out. The reason for that is you have a body cleansing. This is the strongest super antioxidant ever developed. It also is a super anti-inflammatory above and beyond anything else because it's a new technology. It works within the cell. And when you started to increase the amount, your body started to shed a lot of different toxins you'd collected along with free radicals. And that's why you had that bum feeling. Some people describe it as like the flu. And it's just because all those toxins are coming out. So I went from like a lump to um, building a dog run, doing all kinds of stuff in the house. I I wake up more easily early now, things of that nature, and it's only been three weeks. So I, I don't know all that's going to happen, and I don't want to attach, you know. Well, I tell you, my hair is coming in dark. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been gray-headed for several years, oh my and God. my wife noticed the other day my hair is turning dark. Now, I have had seven or eight people that's hair has turned like it was 30 years ago because you're reducing oxidative stress, and the aging is dropping to that of a 20-year-old. Well, I've discovered scientifically why we have gray hair and why this reverses it. Here's the reason. In your cell, you have superoxide desmutase, which is an enzyme, and catalase, which is another enzyme, and glutathione peroxidase, which is another enzyme. But let's focus on the catalase. This product increases your catalase function 54%. Catalase is significant because gray hair is due to a drop in the concentration of catalase in your cells. When you take Protandum, you're elevating it up 54%. Now, here's how it has to do with gray hair. The hair follicle at the base of it, when the catalase drops due to aging, it will drop your catalase down to where it's non-functioning. And in that hair cell, it starts to developing hydrogen peroxide inside the cells. And the hair follicle produces hair, then that's bleached. And that's your gray hair. Now, when you take Pertandem, you increase that catalase 54%. And I don't know how many people. I've got a lady here that's gray-haired in front, and in the back it's coal black. And she's starting to bleach her hair because she wants it all to match. I <laughs> said, totally totally Let me just ask Ken a question here. So, Ken Cousins, I don't think you were on our other show when we were talking with... Um, the good doctor here. You've got a really good head of hair, right? Uh, yeah, but it's getting pretty gray. Yeah, but what color was it originally? Uh, I don't know, purple, green, something like that. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, I remember you at one of those raves, actually. You were the guy with purple hair, I recall. Yeah, yeah. No, I had a pretty nice uh, full. In fact, uh, as you know, my mother passed away recently, and we were all looking at albums. Uh, yeah last weekend, and uh, I'll send you a picture of me when I was 17. I had, uh, <laughs> I'd love to see I had that. a beautiful, beautiful, curly, bushy hair down past my shoulders that um, was all uh, quite dark, and um, 
so, but uh, it's not quite as thick as it was before, and it's definitely a lot grayer. So this 17-year-old purple-headed guy grew up no, to be making... Black. Pardon? No, black. No, it was black. It was black. <laughs> no, see, I knew you'd fess up sooner or later. This yeah, this guy yeah. here, he's actually... He's actually turned out to have a life of service, and so has um, so is Dr. Rutledge, and so is um, good old CW here. So, as we're looking at this this item, and we drop protanin into the middle of the lives of people that are of service. Now, CW, I know that you help participate in the Fukushima um, assistance during the after what was going on over there, and I know that you live a very full life. Um, how can you see this benefiting you? Well, I've always been, you heard me say be a humble servant, uh, and I, I consider myself a bit. Uh, for my entire life, I've always loved servicing other people and helping other people. There, 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 you get a sense of fulfillment out of that. Some people might argue sometimes that, that that's a, a selfish way, but, you know, with that fulfillment, that feeling of fulfillment because you're giving, as Dr. Marvin was saying earlier, you also increase your love and appreciation not only for yourself but the people around you. Sure. And and and, and uh, uh, when I'm able to do like what what I've done for the people in Japan, and by no means are we finished over there. We're we're, we're at a standstill at the moment. We're not finished. We uh, you you get a sense of that that you've done something to help save somebody's life. And that's kind of like what our business is at Emergency Management Solutions, where we help people mitigate and prepare. We get a sense of fulfillment that we've helped someone or a community or uh, organization or corporation help uh, uh, prepare their people that they may one day save their lives or, or save the life of the one next to them that they work against or, God forbid, a family member because of the uh, training and uh, information that we uh, uh, dispatch to them. So it's uh, uh, this has been my, my life, Dr. Vallis, is, is trying to service other people. Yeah, and you, you are a redheaded giant. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of my favorites say the redheaded stepchild. But that's I know, I called you a giant instead of a stepchild because I knew you'd go to stepchild. But here would be a fun thing. I also know that you're a little balding, too. I would love to know, Dr. Marvin, can we get his flaming red hair back? Yes, he should. I don't know how long it'll take, but mine's uh, coming back, and I was born a redhead. Awesome. Yeah, I was a redhead, and uh, that gene's been diluted down. I have one grandson out of nine that's red hair. And uh, then I have one great-grandchild that's got red hair. So uh, it still runs in the family. But, oh, I've got uh, a flaming red-headed daughter, and she's got a full head of hair right now. Here's the deal. We're all here together to be of service, and each one of us has a, a different way that, that we like to do that. We want to stay on the air. We also have a um, Saturday show, and um, sponsors have been having a hard time. And because of that, we have cut back and done whatever we can. And if, if people could make themselves well with ProTandem, um, it will actually contribute to making our shows well. And it will also contribute to them being able to be heard by more and more people. Right now, we can actually arrange for you to visit the website at wakingupinamerica.com. 
you can go over there and you can where it says tune in here, you can actually tune in on the past shows and hear them all. We've had some amazing people um, from time to time be here and talk about the different projects. I've never met a finer group of people than I'm on the air with today. Uh, Ken hasn't had much time um, to tell us what he's been up to other than his black hair and his mom passing. Um, Ken is actually the head of our California Supreme Court. Is that the correct title? Uh, It would be Chief Justice. (laughs) Chief Justice? Yeah. Okay, that's better than head. I like Chief Justice. (laughs) Yeah. And as you talk about Chief Justice, I mean, what we're doing is we're looking at a lot of new things and we're bringing energy to them to make them work. And what I will, just a quick mention to you, Dr. Marvin, and CW mentioned it too when he was talking about satisfaction. One of the byproducts of of doing the pro-tandem, Ken, is that I... Instead of jumping around from job to job trying to make everything happen, I now do a single job and I get it done. And then I go on to the next job. I had There was something about not having enough energy to do what I needed to do that made me run around and try to make everything okay rather than just focus on one thing and get it handled, focus on the next thing and get it handled. The emotion that I've experienced is satisfaction. It's like I feel, whoa, I'm feeling satisfied, like that got done, and look at how quickly I got that done. Now, as Chief Justice here in California, I know that from time to time, things have been really challenging for us here as we put together the California legislature and we're part of the national government. What would give you the most satisfaction right now as far as what you're up to? Well... I would start by addressing the fact that uh, my passion for studying and understanding law, which I've now been in in that pursuit for 20 years, uh, when you look at the history of law in the last several hundred years, and then, of course, I look at it further back, uh, what you see is there are fundamental principles that have always been there that mankind has built into its social uh, systems of how to cooperate and work together and live together. We address that now with the uh, aberration known as the corporation that has subverted that and actually perverted it, turned it upside down and inside out. So our justice, uh, so-called judicial system in the public side, is not a system of law. It's a system of commerce that's really based on manipulation and rape and pillage. And so my fundamental passion has to do with re-establishing balance in our law system, in our socioeconomic system. And, uh, you know, you're talking about health and uh, utilizing a product to bring the law of the body to back into balance because the body does have a balancing principle that you could almost call a principle of law, how physiological systems work. Ultimately, you know, every system has balance and it always seeks balance. So, um, you know, to me, being of service is to help educate people to understand that, to learn the difference, and uh, that's a big part of what I have been doing in the Republic is helping uh, bring that awareness uh, up to people so that they understand that we can bring our lives and our social political structures back into balance. I thought you'd been actually at it longer than 20 years, haven't you? 
Well, I've been at the pursuits that I have in life all my life. I started studying things 55 years ago when exactly. I was, you know, I, that was the thing. Uh, 52 years ago, but it, I wasn't. I didn't study law. I got introduced to looking at law about nine, 1990, 91, and that really galvanized my life pursuit because uh, I started seeing what I just described: the underlying principle, and then the mirror obverse effect that this overlay that we're dealing with has done to. Um, you know, to pervert our our innate understanding of what law and justice really should be. That's that's really incredible. I don't know if everybody knows or not that all of us here are players in the Republic, and um, you can go to republicfortheunitedstates.org and find that one. I think there's a call on tonight. There's a you were going to mention a call, CW. I think on Sunday. Yes, the uh, w- one of the things we do to help service uh, and bring service to the people, we help them learn the Constitution uh, on Sunday nights. Uh, we, you can join us at 6 p.m. Pacific, and uh, I don't have the information ahead of me, but you can email but this But you will program. next week, right? I will next week. <laughs> uh, and see, while I'm doing that, I'm stalling with him. Yes. Because I'm looking it up right now as we talk, Republic of the... Well, we've just completed the uh, uh, Constitution itself. Uh, a lot of people think the Constitution is a tough read or a hard read or a long read. And if you look at the organic Constitution without the Bill of Rights and Amendments, you're looking at seven articles, what they're calling articles. That's not a very long read at all. And then when you get into the Bill of Rights, that's really not a, a long read. There's the first ten amendments are the uh, Bill of Rights, and uh, we reviewed those last Sunday. Uh, we actually got Article 5, 6, and 7, and all ten uh, first amendments in last Sunday. Well, are you going to keep repeating that, or, or how does that we, work? We'll come back to it. The, our next series is going to include the Articles of Confederation the uh, uh, Federalist Papers, and Anti-Federalist Papers. So we're going to take a, a step back and look at some of those documents that took place or were written between the time the Declaration of Independence was written until the Constitution was written, and so we can have a better understanding how the Constitution was formed. You know, it's so interesting, because I think when people think of government, they think in terms of how much money the senators get paid and how many jet planes are being flown around and things of that nature. And since we started back in um, April, May of 2010, not one penny has been paid to any of the people who are are taking these positions and honoring these um, these decisions and following through on these papers and putting together these training calls, things of that nature. We have all done this without, without a single help of funding, any kind of government funding. We will at some point be remunerated for our services, but at this time, sometimes we have to borrow money from each other or take contributions just to get the gasoline to go to the meetings. So it's a, an amazing group of people, and there's a call this evening, which is um, We the People, Call recruiting call is at 6 PST Pacific Standard Time. The telephone number for that conference call is 424-203-8000. Once again, 424-203-8000. And the code for that call is 
1-800-819-0054 pound. Ken, are you going to be on that call tonight? Um, yes, I will. Good. He'll be there. Uh, can they ask questions, Ken? No. Uh, that call has been for about the last four or five months just strictly presentation. And if you go to the Republic for the or Republic of the United States dot org website, on the far right there is a link called Republic Updates. Yes. Pull down menu on the bottom says weekly updates. And if you go onto that, you can access the archives for the Wednesday calls. In our access the Sunday night call that CW just talked about. Uh, there's a tremendous body of information we've built over the last six months that people can really become educated about the Republic, about the uh, history, uh, all kinds of things. Uh, was that you, Dr. Raleigh? I'm here. I'm waiting for him to click in. I know he's on. I'm here. I know you are. I'm what here. is your actual? You're you're actually in the um, cabinet, right? Yes. Of the Republic, uh, and what uh, is your actual um, title? Uh, the Secretary of uh, Health and Human Services. Uh huh. And so, when you as, sit there as Secretary of Health and Human Services, what are the issues that are landing on the table for you? Oh my goodness! Uh, how many days do you have to talk about it? You have three sentences, for God's sake. <laughs> In three lot, sentences or less, tell us lot. all that you're doing with your entire life. A lot, a lot, a lot. There's my three sentences. That was good. I was impressed. <laughs> I hope all our listeners were, too. So we're looking for ball over the place. You know? It won't be changed overnight, but we'll start very rapidly. And, you know, we're going to start. It's all about education and having people be aware. Uh, the best way to uh, ha- change a society is through uh, educational awareness. So within my practice, I would just extrapolate that uh, to teach people to be self-sufficient medically, nutritionally. Uh, we have all sort. You have all sorts of experts that you can pull from, but what we want to do is teach people how to be. Uh, Sovereign, actually, medically. You know, sovereign is a word to get the bad rap, but it really <laughs> just means independent. Hey, no, you claim sovereign. Everybody on this program say, I embrace sovereign, I am sovereign, because that gives you the power to create. I'm actually in the House of Representatives, and I chair two committees. One is Science, Health, and Technology. So, Dr. Rutledge, we're seeing some amazing stuff showing up there. Um, also, I chair the Peace Committee, so we're looking, and we've decided, by the way, to put together an angel core, both science and technology and peace. So we'll be accepting applications for those of you who wish to be part of the angel core, and the angel core is the Republic being at service. So you can say you heard it here first. And CW, I don't even think you knew that, did you? No. <laughs> that again? The Republic has... Uh, in two different committees that came up, it was so interesting. We wanted to be of service, and we wanted to help people, and we didn't know what to call ourselves, okay? So we had, like, this big half-hour discussion on it, and we didn't want to be directors or whatever it was. And then I don't remember who said it, but somebody said, well, why don't we just be angels? And it was like everybody wanted to be an angel, so we created the Angel Corps. So the Angel Corps in Science, Technology, and Health, CW, we're going to go to people and find – we've got – the technologies are just streaming in because 
because the, um, the the other government had their foot on them for so long, and you know all the big corporations and stuff. But there's been stuff around for a hundred years that's astounding. Like protandin is astounding. You will discover astounding in a bottle for like forty, fifty bucks, whatever it is. I don't know. It just there's amazing, amazing, amazing things showing up there. Like there's uh, stem cell stuff that you spray on people that have had really bad burns, and within three days you can't even tell they were burned. And that technology is all coming out right now. So things are going to be real different. But we, as in both of the committees, we got into the conversation with how could we be of service. We decided we wanted to be angels. And then we started telling angel stories. And I have, you know, a couple of angel stories. Maybe we can talk about angels next week. But I have definite stories that don't make sense in logical rhyme and reason unless you include angels. So that's what we're doing. Science and Technology and the Peace Committee has created the Angel Corps for the Republic. You know, we created also uh, a new office on the uh, general uh, level where it's called the Office of Public Relations and Benevolent Affairs. Really? Yeah, yeah, one of the reasons (laughs) we created it was to bring out the services and uh, uh, for the people as related to uh, being Free in a republic. <laughs> its job is to disseminate that information. This is just fun that it all happened at the same time and we didn't know about it. So you may tell the benevolent office that we have a core of angels waiting to be of assistance. Okay. I'll I will let, let you be the one to relay that. Okay. Now, who I'm talking to, if you think I'm just talking to a red-headed tall guy that happens to be emergency management solutions, I'm talking to the vice president of the Republic for the United States that's who I'm talking to. So when he says what he just said, that comes from a very high place. So what would you like to say? And you've heard a lot today, and you've got a lot of things to say. What What would you like to let us know? I, I would just like people to be of service to others and be of service to yourself. And being of service to others is being of service to yourself. It's just like Dr. Marvin mentioned earlier and I mentioned earlier. Uh, when you put out those efforts for other people, you do get that sense of fulfillment, and you get that it's a good feeling. And I believe it's healthy for your body to have that good feeling within yourself. And uh, you're not only helping other people grow, but you're helping yourself grow. And you're putting out a good example for everybody that's around you, especially your children. Hey, that's true. If you want to ask us a question right now while we're on the air, we've got about 10, 12 minutes left. Send me an email at val at wakingupinamerica.com. Once again, that's val at wakingupinamerica.com, and I'll ask these guys before we get off the air. Now, CW, I know you were talking earlier about how you've got diabetes. Yes. Would would protandin be good for that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I can go into length about that. But I first wanted to tell you, my life was saved by an angel. Was it? Yes. And uh, that's been published, even. uh, (laughs) Tell me about it. I don't know whether I can get it. I was going into Carlsbad Caverns, and I was walking in. My wife rode the elevator down because she has a bad back, or did at that time. And uh, so I walked in, and I was shooting pictures. I'm a real photo bug. And I was looking at sheet stalactites. Oh, yeah. I've never seen them before. And I was looking up and walking backwards. 
Uh-huh. And they had a rail that was only three bars, and below me was 85 feet, and the stalagmites needles were filled that whole room. And I started to fall, and I'd noticed a short fellow about five foot high that appeared right next to me about uh, five minutes before that. There was a group of us going down, but I'd never seen that man before. So... When I started to fall, there was nothing I could grab onto because I was gone. Uh-huh. And he reached over and grabbed me and lifted me up and put me on my feet like I weighed three pounds. And he was a little guy, and I weighed 175 pounds. And he lifted me up and set me down. I was cold with sweat because I thought I was done. And I said, man, you saved my life. He said, that's what I was here for. Mm. So from then on in, he never got over a foot away from me. He stayed right close to me all the way down. I asked him when I got down that my wife was sitting, waiting for me outside the elevators. And uh, I said, by the way, what's your name? He said, my name is Adam, which Mm. is man in Hebrew. And uh, I thought, well, that's strange, you know, Adam. So I took him over and I said, Odin, this man just saved my life. I was just soaked with sweat. It's not hot down there. It's cool, 52 degrees year-round. Anyhow, I said, I want to go over and get some hot chocolate. And uh, let's all three go over, and and, uh, I want you to meet this man. And so we started over to where the concession stand was at the bottom. And I looked around. He was gone. Now, I could see 100 feet in all directions, and he was gone in a flicker. I went over to the elevators. There was no one there, and the elevators were all up. So he didn't go back by elevator, and to this day, he just disappeared. And uh, that's my story. And I went upstairs. I went to the four different departments, the rangers and the concessions and the novelty shop and the administration, and I asked, can you tell me the name of an employee here named Adam? No one had ever heard of an Adam. And he also told me he had been there as long as I had been working. I was working in locum tenens in place of a physician that was sick, and that was my day off. I went down to the caverns. And uh, I'd been there two weeks, and he said, I've been here two weeks. Uh, so anyhow, that's my yeah, story. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a good one. I actually had, um, I was actually, in 1982, I was on the in center lane of the freeway and I was hit by an 18-wheel paper truck and knocked across five lines of traffic and also hit by by Ooh. different cars. And my car ended up facing the center divider across two of the lanes and cars were squealing all over the place and I hip, my hip had been injured and I couldn't get out of the car. And uh, a black man came running across the freeway, picked me up, in his pull, pulled the car open, cars crashing all over the place, pulled me out and laid me down at the side of the freeway and nobody ever saw him come or go. Mm. So I know that we've, I know that I've had this, uh, we could do an entire radio program on different situations yeah. like this, but these are the things that let you know that life just isn't a linear experience. That's right. And I'm wondering, um, Ken or Dr. Rutledge, if you have a brief conversation or CW about an angel that you've met. Just you, Dr. Val, just you. (laughs) Actually, CW sent me a picture of himself that was supposed to have red-headed hair, 
CW, the pitcher didn't come through, just the fact that it was 1977 football. Oh, is that right? Yeah, did, I didn't get did to see your picture. Okay, well, I'll resend it. But uh, I have had angels throughout my entire life, and uh, although I can't say that I've seen them, uh, I do believe that uh, uh, they're always around, they're always helping, and I I believe my life has been saved a number of times due to angels. Uh, I can remember uh, a couple of car accidents I was in. Uh, The one where I was uh, literally, in 1979, I was ran over by a car. It was a a cold, uh, snowy, wet winter evening, uh, actually morning, I should say, it was 2 o'clock in the morning, my car had stalled, and of course, uh, in 1979, nobody knew what a cell phone was. And <laughs> no, they didn't. I got out of my car, I was about, uh, I was out in the country, but I was uh, just a few blocks away from a, uh, uh, what they called King Quicks, which is like a 7-Eleven out here. And uh, in my journey going up there, I, 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 I felt this car coming up behind me, and I turned around and saw it. And so I got off the road as much as I could without going into the snow embankment. And the next thing I know, I saw a headlight between my legs. And it hit me, and I I, felt, I hit the pavement, and I felt the tire coming up over me. Oh. And I, I don't know what happened at that point. But the next thing I knew, I was on top of the windshield. Mm. The only thing I can think of is something flipped me out from underneath that car, and uh, I was on the windshield. I know I busted out the windshield because I, I, I could hear it crack. Uh, I took off the mirror because I found the mirror, and uh, I never did see who hit me because they took off. Later on, I, uh, uh, my report was I thought it was uh, uh, a couple of uh, old, uh, couple of kids joyriding in a car, and as it turned out, it was a couple of girls joyriding in a new car, and uh, they thought they'd hit a mailbox. Is what their huh. report was. Well, I'm gosh, I know you're bigger than a mailbox. Well, the I, mail was right. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. They, uh, well, what was strange is they said they thought they had a mailbox, but there was blood on the windshield. I could see, I saw pictures of it, and clearly my blood was on the windshield there. Mm-hmm. And so it must have been a a, a, a new kind of mailbox. Mm-hmm. I was walking my dog on top of Mount Washington. It was 4 o'clock in the morning. All of a sudden, there are two airborne snarling dogs flying through the air, and this voice says to me, Be still. Remove all fear. They smell your fear. At that point, I just stopped. My dog stopped. I removed all fear. I'm not even sure how I did it. And those two dogs ran into what looked like a plate glass window and 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 just kind of slid down the window, what would have been a window, and um, laid at my feet whimpering. Mm. Now, that's something, I don't know how to explain that to me. That was an angelic intervention. I don't know. Um, the dogs just totally changed and ran off, but it was like they ran into a 
sliding glass door. Who talked to me? I think it was an angel. So I think that we have connections with angels, and probably the fastest way to get connected to them is to be willing to be of service. Not like a servant, not like on your knees, not not pathetic. See those? Could you hear those bells ringing? Those are angels. They're coming in. They're yeah. driving around the car. No, that was Ken uh, getting disconnected and coming back on. No, that was an angel. <laughs> uh, well, that too. I'll argue that point with you. Simultaneous events. <laughs> what you don't know, Ken, is that, yeah. uh, that, that CW and I said, you know those darn bells on the conference bridge? We'll just call them angels. Oh, okay, yeah. So oh, you, you, you've re-angeled yourself for us here. Uh, um, before okay. we sign off on this angel conversation, um, Dr. Rutledge, do you have an angel story you want to share? Dr. Rutledge? Yeah, I'm you here. I... He's trying to find the the angelic mute button. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I have a, a three or four of them. Uh, Pick just, your best one. You know, uh, I, I think it'd take too long to get into it, but they were all near death experiences, and uh, someone or somebody, some entity, showed up as as a savior. And that can be in a human form or not. And it's happened many times. And so I know, I don't believe it, I know I've witnessed that, that things like that do occur and happen if you're listening and open and available to it. If you're not, also, if, you won't. If you claim it, okay? Karen Hudson and I were in a, uh, in a Georgia graveyard. There was a woman sitting on a mausoleum sobbing and sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. And Karen and I walked over and said hello to her. What was going on? And she said her husband had died. And I I asked her how long ago had he died, and she said seven years prior. So here she was seven years later, and Karen and I just looked at each other, and we sat down one on the other side, and we said to her, (laughs) we're angels, and we've been talking with your husband. I'd seen on the tombstone that his name was Charles, so I called him Charlie. I said, Charlie told us to come and help set you free. Karen and I are here as angels for you. And it's time. Charlie wants you to move on and have a happy life, and he wants to thank you for all the incredible kindness and who you were to him. And um, he's seen you come all these years, and he's seen you cry, and he wants to see you laugh now. And you know what? That was it. She started smiling. She thanked us. She said she always believed in angels. So you can name yourself an angel and really have that be true. And I invite you to do that. I invite you to reach out and touch somebody's hand. I invite you to offer somebody a bottle of water. I Whatever it is, do that because you are an angel if you say so, if you believe and if you do it. Here, there's the angels again. This program has been brought to you by Kirkguard Media, our radio partners, ConeenCompany.com, Dr. James Murphy in memoriam, DrValerie.com, and Doctors All Spelled Out. C.W. Wright, I love you, and I appreciate your emergency management solutions. Jason Winter T., uh, Tad Patterson, you have the right. Ron Hayes, our research assistant. Um, we want to thank Brad over at Voice America, and thanks to Dr. Rutledge, to Ken Cousin, to Dr. Marvin and to C.W. Wright. And tune in again next week. Sidious Altius Fortius. Remember, let people know we're on the new time, 2 o'clock. Thanks. 
Thank you for joining us today for Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. Waking Up in America can be heard live every Wednesday on voiceamerica.com and Valerie welcomes all emails at heavenincorporated.com. This is for all you knew, poor and through. Now your heart is open. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 